0: Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for August 26th. My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work at ETOF21 Sports on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm coming to you from a different day of the week. I was in Michigan this past Monday. I was helping my parents. So I decided to spend time with them and not take time away from them to record. So that's why I'm coming at you at Wednesday. It's always good for me to go home remembering, you know, where I came from, the stuff that happened to me growing up, making me, me, who I am. A lot of people say that they are competitive and they don't want to lose. Am I that way? I guess that's what people say to me who know me and actually know what I'm all about. But at the end of the day, I'm just being who I am and I'm always trying to improve myself as a person in what I'm doing, whatever field it is. When I was younger, I was good at basketball. My dad one weekend asked me what I wanted to do with basketball. I told him what my goals were. He said, okay, get into the car. So I got into the car and we drove two hours to Flint. Now, before I jump any further, let me tell you that my dad grew up in Flint, so he knew the people in the town. So I didn't think that much of it. My dad pulls up to a playground and says, let's go. I said, why are we here? My dad turned around, and looked at me, he goes, look, you have goals, and the place where we are living won't help you reach the goals you want with basketball. But you coming here and playing here will help you reach those goals. So we got out of the van, the minivan, and we, I started to play. Now, I was little, I was only in fourth grade. And I was playing against kids that were from 6th to ninth grade. So I was by far the youngest person. And I got my utter ass kicked. But every time I got knocked back down, I got back up. Every time I missed a shot, I didn't whine. I hustled back on defense. Then when my dad said it was time to go, I didn't want to go. I told him I wanted to play more. I wanted to get better. And he looked at me and he's like, look, we got to go. So I got in the car, I was cut, I was bruised, I was banged up. When I got home, I went to the inside, grabbed my ball, went back outside, I just started to shoot. Why? Because that's the way my parents taught me to be. They taught me to be good at something. You have to work at it. And if you work at it, you'll be good at it, and you will get rewarded. And if you do something to try your best and not to half-ass it. I want to be good at this podcast game. So moving forward, there may be certain stuff I change, I try out, just to improve this podcast game. Now, if you like something, feel free to tell me. If you dislike something, feel free to tell me. I'm going on the feedback that's provided by you guys. So honestly, if there's something you like, something you don't like, you know, let me know. I don't have an ego and I'm open to criticism. Now, that brings me to another thing. If I have people are listening to this and they want to come on, please let me know. I've had people message me. Boy, the line message me. He's like, hey man, i like your work. I'd like to come on. Boom. He's come on twice. We've talked about hockey. Jason is a great guy. I love great guy, love talking to that guy, we're going to have that guy on more, okay, but he opened the door, he reached out, and, you know, moving forward, him and I are going to collab more, so if you want to come on, definitely reach out, but there's the other side of the story, too, so there's this person on social media, they have a decent following, I've talked to them before, we've talked maybe once a week, twice a week, and i was cordial with them they were cordial with me I thought everything was all good in the hood I asked them if they would like to come on my podcast they replied I am busy but I will let you know when I'm free now with what was going on in the world and everything I was like okay that's fine this was like way back when when the pandemic first hit three weeks later I followed up on them and they were like oh I forgot you forgot So if you forgot, that tells me, hey, you're really not that interested, And that's fine. You know, and then when stuff, so that's what I'm thinking in my head. But they were like, hey, when stuff calms down, I will reach out to you and we'll set something up. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So then two weeks after that, they DM me, hey, we should collaborate on some stuff. I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, dude, I've asked you twice to come on my podcast and you had these excuses why you couldn't. Now you're reaching out to collab with me. That doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make sense to me at all. Are you just forgetting about this? So, you know, I asked them. I was like, hey, you know, I asked you to come on the podcast. I was like, oh, my God, I totally forgot. So that's twice now you've totally, totally forgotten. And I'm like, okay, you know, stuff happens. You know, let me know when you're free. Because I like to give the person the benefit of the doubt but then i'm under the impression you're going to be telling me when you're free so we can do, you know come on and you know we could work together and talk sports back and forth but then this week they've gone on two different podcasts so you're telling me you don't have time for my podcast or you're quote unquote forgot or quote unquote too busy but now you have time to go on these other people's podcasts the way i process stuff and that doesn't make sense to me at all. And if you don't want to be on my podcast, that's fine. But don't come at me. And tell me you want to collaborate. Tell me or come on. That's just that's just messed up, dude. Like why? Like it makes zero sense to me. And I will tell you guys this: I will never have this person on my podcast. I don't care what happens. I. Just will never have this person on my podcast. But if some of you guys want to come on and you're serious about it, let me know. And I had another person once, oh, collab, clap, clap. I was like, okay, let's do this. And then it was time to collab. Nowhere to be found. And then BS excuse. So if you guys are serious about getting together and doing some stuff, I'm always up for it. Just let me know. Um, but, you know, the people, like the, the two people I was just talking about, I'm never going to have those guys on again. I mean, excuse me, those people. Because if you just don't want to be a part of what I'm trying to do, that's fine. And I have a vision for what I'm trying to do. And I'm getting the pieces moving forward. And if you want to join on the ship, join on the ship. Because I understand the way I process stuff, the way I think about stuff, it's way different. And a lot of people who I've talked to -to face-to-face or talked to me on these platforms, when I tell them my ideas, they're like, dude, that's some left-field shit. But that makes total fucking sense to me. So... That's all I'm trying to do. Like with my Dan Tony Philadelphia thing. People think I'm a rocket scientist for it. But if you look at it, it just makes sense when you think about everything. So now I had a couple of you guys ask me about live betting and how I do my live betting. So I'm going to jump into that a little bit. Live betting is one of the better options that online sporting books offer. And if you understand how to do it, you can take huge advantage of it. Um, in sports, teams have runs. And if you're watching the game and you're seeing the run and understanding what's happening in the game, is the pendulum that made the run go to the right going to swing back to the left? That's what you need to understand. Because when these runs start happening, the, the the money line of the game will go up and down. So case in point, the Rockets against the Thunder. I hit the Thunder plus five 65, and I gave that out live to win the game. Now, why did I do that? When I capped the game, the full game, I had the Thunder winning by six. And the game was tight at halftime, and the Rockets came out. They went eight for eight in three-point shots. Eight for eight in three-point shots. Now, if anyone that knows sports knows basketball, that eight for eight is not going to maintain, and the pendulum will swing back. It's not the fact that the Thunder weren't playing well. It was the fact that the Rockets couldn't miss. Eight for eight, it's insane. So you, I knew the pendulum would swing back. That's why I locked in the Thunder plus 565 because there was value on that because I had the Thunder winning the game. So I perceived value, put it for one U, already locked into the Thunder plus the three and a half for three U's. Only a four U play invested in the game. That was my way of thinking. And that's when I do these live bets, that's how I do it. So the three factors that come in are understanding the momentum, what is going on in the momentum, also capping the game, and if there's value in the line. If those three things line up, then I'm going to be invested. But if it's this thing where, like, hypothetically, the nuggets, I'll just use the nuggets, the nuggets start playing bad and the jazz get up by 15 or Jamal Murray joke, 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 joker go down. I'm not going to do it just because the number's insane. I'm watching the game and I'm seeing, okay, you know what? Obviously, the pendulum's not going to swing back. I'm not going to invest in that. So it's important, if once you guys become comfortable in this, looking at it and understanding it, when to lock it in and when not to lock it in. Hopefully that makes sense to everybody. If that doesn't make sense... You know, always, guys, my DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a direct message, and we'll talk it up and I'll answer any of your questions. Now, for a lot of the teams coming up, there's going to be an interesting NBA offseason. Now, some of you guys know my girl, Shy, from Eyes on Sports. She's going to be coming on next week, and her and I are going to be talking about the Pacers offseason, the Blazers offseason the 76ers offseason and the Nuggets offseason if they lose because those are the teams in the first round that lost that probably that have the most potential but they're kind of in that interesting phase of what they're going to do next so we're going to dive into that those teams a little bit more but one of the teams I've been quite vocal about the 76ers I would like to dive into that team a little bit more so let's talk about these 76ers 76ers had an insane potential, and some people argue this the best starting five, talent-wise on paper. Now, who assembled this team? Elton Brand. I truthfully believe the process was a—they executed great in terms of getting assets. But transcending those assets to valuable pieces on the roster, the 76ers failed miserably miserably because with players like Embiid and Simmons you need shooters they had a J.J. Reddick they let him walk to sign Al Halford they had Jimmy Butler someone they could count on to get to the rim and they let him walk they had Marco Bellinelli they had Ilyasovas though Ilyasovas Bellinelli Reddick those are space spacers floor spacers They're knockdown shooters. They make their NBA living hitting a wide open three. And you had those people on your roster and they fit your roster great and you just let them leave. That makes zero sense to me. You're not putting the assets around the player to succeed. So that's number one. Elton Brand, in my eyes, he needs to go. The window to win the NBA is so small. And you guys have to remember, the Nets... They're getting KD and Irving back. The Heat, all those young guys are only going to get more confidence and better. And there's rumors that Oladipo or the Greek freak could be going to Miami to join Jimmy Butler. Then you have Milwaukee still going to be in contention as long as Giannis Giannis is there. And the Raptors aren't going anywhere with Nick Nurse and Lowry and Paco Paco Siako. The Celtics, Tatum's just starting off on his um, pathway to stardom. So is Jalen Brown. So the East is only getting better. Only getting better. So some could argue the window that the 76ers had is probably already closed because you're locked in now to Tobias Harris and Al Halford for over $100 million each for the next four to five years. So how are you going to have those salaries plus the Ben Simmons salary plus the Joel and B salary and find pieces to go around them? You can't. So I mean, whoever takes this head, this front office job, they're really stuck. To move those contracts is going to be near impossible. And that's why it blows my mind while the 76ers kept Elton Brand. For me, he's out the door because he totally wrecked what you guys have. I am going to... Obviously call Sam Presti. Sam Presti, in my eyes, is the most underrated guy. What he's done in Oklahoma City is great. But obviously, because of the stability he has, I do not see him leaving. Um, I call Mike Zarin. I don't see him leaving. The real interesting guy is Kurt Labke from the Golden State Warriors. His father obviously owns the teams, but they have Bob Myers. He's not going anywhere. So he's kind of reached his professional ceiling at Golden State. So I would give him a call and I'd be like, hey, come here, we'll do it your way, build it up. And I think he would take the job. Now, obviously you have to fire Brett Brown. And they did. And what people need to understand about Brown was the job he had and the job it became are two separate things. He became the coach to development talent, which he did, but he couldn't get it from the developmental stage to the hard node stage, hey, this is what we're going to do. And when he lost the locker room, he wouldn't get on Embiid and Simmons when they messed up defensively on a rotation, but he'd get on the eight-night guys on the bench. Now, when you do that, that's when you lose the locker room. The great thing that Popovich did that makes Popovich Popovich and spolster, and Stevens Stevens, when the top guy messes up, they let them know. They tell them they messed up. So when you see that and then the top guy takes it, so Duncan takes it, um, Tatum takes it, Jimmy Butler takes it, that has a whole trick effect to the rest of the roster. And when Brown didn't do that and he treated people separately, that's when he lost the locker room. That's number one. Number two, he wasn't stern. You, and how you could tell that is anyone that watched the NBA restart could tell Embiid wasn't in fucking shape. There, Embiid, Embiid was in awful shape and he's like, he's in great shape. So he's pumping him up, giving false information to lift the guys up. Embiid up. He's telling Simmons, hey, maybe you don't need to take one three per game. So he's pumping those guys up, giving them false hope in the media that's not what those guys need those guys need a stern guy to be like hey this is how we're going to do it this is what we're going to do a stern guy who has proven himself as a winner in the nba okay so now let's look at the options a lot of people say jay Wright. why the hell would jay Wright leave villanova why he's built an empire he can do anything he wants to do and he's a philly god if he leaves and goes to 76ers and it doesn't work out, which I don't think it will if he went there, his whole rep would be lost. And plus, Stevens and Donovan, they're the exception to the rule. The college game and NBA games are completely different. And most college coaches don't succeed at the NBA level. So why would you do that? It makes zero sense. Remember the guy from Michigan, Jim Behan? He went to the Cleveland and it was a complete train wreck. A complete train wreck. So it makes zero sense with the Empire J Wright is built at Villanova for him to leave. Ty Lue. Okay, Lou has a championship pedigree. Was he the stern voice in the Cavs locker room when they won it? Eh, I don't know. I personally think that was more LeBron than Lou, but that's just me. So Lou's interesting. But Lou is a tie to Kyrie, and Kyrie wants him in Brooklyn. So that may may not work. The one I find interesting, which I think would work, is Mike D'Antoni, who used to coach in Philly, who has made it known that he wants to go back to Philly and is in the last year of his contract. He is a stern guy, and what he's doing with the Rockets is showing that he's won, that his way works, and those guys will buy into it. So that's what I would do. I would hire Mike D'Antoni. Now... With that being said, after I hired D'Antoni, I would trade Joel Embiid. And the reason is simple: in my eyes, Embiid's not the type of guy that's going to elevate talent. And if you're not a type of guy that's going to elevate talent, why are they the face of your franchise? He's out of shape. He wasn't doing anything forever. You look the way Jokic came back. You look the way Mellow transformed his body. And you got Embiid, who came back fatter. And what people don't realize about Embiid, usually starters in the NBA, stars in the NBA, their substitution pattern is this. They come in, they check out the end of the first, and sit out the first four minutes of the second quarter, and then close out the uh, the half. That's what a normal starter does in the NBA, a normal starter or star. Um, Joel checks out once in the first quarter and once in the second quarter because he's so out of shape during the regular season, and that continued in the playoffs. How the hell can this guy not see that? If you're not in shape, certain parts of your game lack, and that's what's going on. He's lacking on the defensive end, and he plays too far out on the three-point line for my liking. Get your ass down on the block if you're supposed to be this physical and this big. Plus, he throws guys under the bus, throws coach under the bus, who I talked before, his coach is going to bat for him saying he's not out of shape. Is this the guy that's mature enough, that's the leader, that's going to lead your team to the franchise? No. But his value is perceived high right now. Some people claim to, for him to be a top 10 player. I'm trading him right now. I would call Well, I would. my top call would be Portland, because obviously what Portland has isn't working. And I'd say, look, I will give you Embiid and you give me Trent, Jr., and CJ. Now, I don't know if Portland would do it because they have um, that other big guy whose name I'm spacing on, but to me that's interesting. That's an interesting trade to me. And something I would deeply consider doing. Now, then you have then you keep Simmons, you put Simmons into the point where he's the Harden on this team, put him on the top of the key, surrounded by shooters, dribble drive, and go. And if anyone can get Simmons to shoot a three-pointer, it's going to be Mike D'Antoni. If anyone can do it, it's going to be Mike D'Antoni. I mean, that's what I would do for the 76ers. I mean, the trust the process effort is done. And unfortunately, that's what you're going to have to do in Philadelphia is you're going to have to go in a different direction. So that that's the kind of stuff. Shy and I are going to be talking about next week, kind of the directions we think they're going to be going. Um, that was my Philly one because I already already have that one done. But we're going to be talking Pacers, going to be talking Blazers, um, and possibly the Nuggets if the Nuggets don't uh, don't get it done. Um, but we have a big day of sports today. You know, I've posted my plays up. You know, I have MLB, NBA, NHL, ROI for NHL is plus seventy one. 0.203 units, NBA, 45.59 units, and MLP, positive is positive, guys, 1.14 units. I mean, here's the thing. I put all my stuff out there, and I get hated on a lot. I get called an idiot. Whatever, dude. I really don't care. All my stuff is free, and I see people stealing my shit. If I'm really that big of an idiot, why are people posting my stuff? Why am I putting up these numbers when all plays are only half of you to four of you? And why do I have people in me- inboxing me about memberships? And like I said, right now, the plan is for memberships November 1st. No, it's not. November 1st I'm talking about. September 5th when NFL starts, will it move back? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to be charging you guys money for stuff until I know there's stuff to be out there And sports being played. Like right now, I, could I be charging stuff? Yeah. But if COVID hits again and stuff is shut down, I don't want to refund you guys all money. I'm fine giving you guys stuff for free during this time. Like, granted, it upsets me that people are stealing my stuff and passing off as themselves. And, yes, I know who the person is. And I'm not going to call them out, you know. (coughs) Excuse me. If it continues, I will call them out. So, hopefully, they will stop. But we'll see. But, yes, memberships are starting up. Um make sure you guys like and subscribe to this. Um give me a like. If you have any questions about live betting or why any topics for me to discuss or want me to break down any team situations, of course hit me up. Um I will be back this weekend. Off the pole, Boston Sports is gonna come on. We're gonna talk a little NASCAR, talk a little Bruins, talk a little Celtics. That Celtics Raptor Series is gonna be popcorn, so make sure you watch it, people. Uh, make sure you guys have your masks, stay safe, stay healthy, and let's be smart guys. I will talk to you guys on Saturday.